so don't know you anymore, Annie. You're so breaking my heart. You're so going down a path Misa can't follow. Because of Obi-Wan. Because of what you so done. Because of what you so plan to do. Stop. Stop now. Come back. I love you. Liar. Welcome back to the Coruscant Courier with your hosts, Mark and Jonathan. Now this is podcasting. Thank you so much, Jar Jar Binks, and that wonderful impression of Padme and Anakin on the lava crests of Mustafar. Uh, with us today is my brother in the force and my brother in the flesh, Jonathan. Say hello, Jonathan. Hello, all you luminous beings. Good to be back after a couple of week hiatus, but we had to get some new content, so I'm excited to be back with you guys today. Absolutely. And we have a special guest with us today. Uh, his name starts with a J. It ends in an E. His name is Joel Sage. He is a videographer, photographer, um, and an audiophile himself. So, Joel, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, so Joel is actually up here in my neck of the woods visiting for the weekend. Um, and so we just figured we had him have him on. And um, just like we had Lance on last time for that three-hour epic, that we bring back Joel for considerably less time and considerably less fun. Thank goodness. Um, that was a long one. Yes. Well, and was, the, uh, you, could, and you could hear my irritability as it went on because I was missing dinner for that. Yeah. <laughs> for that conversation yeah, was- of lightsaber forms but joel is an avid star wars fan unlike lance who was kind of more of a nominal fan so this is going to be a much much different conversation today than what we i'm a little worried because you guys are both very opinionated yeah so at at first i know you suggested that we talk about the last jedi and my response was well that'll be boring because we'll just agree on everything pretty much so (laughs) we have to talk about something different right so we are going to talk about uh the correct order that Jonathan and Joel think Star Wars should be viewed in for the first-time viewer. Um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. First, we're going to get into some Star Wars news. Well, I would assume, Mark, that you're going to be talking about the Bad Batch series coming out. I don't know what else it possibly could have been. But uh, I don't think any of us are surprised, truthfully. I think Dave Filoni left the Bad Batch storyline so open at the end of... Clone Wars Season 7, that we kind of, I'm not saying we assumed, but I'm not surprised. I'm really not surprised. I don't know about you guys, what your opinion is, but I'm excited. I think that they could go a million different directions with the Bad Batch. There's a lot of debate, and it's kind of mixed feelings. It's like, yay, more Clone Wars-ish stuff, but also, oh, not where we wanted. Yeah, like, I remember you sent that the article to me about the bad batch and i my response to you was just like a gif of a lady like shrugging her shoulders just like okay like i'm not i'm not one way or the other like it's a cool i I don't know i feel like it's a cool a cool idea um but i always kind of ask myself the question of like was there i didn't feel like necessarily that their story like warranted a continuation is it necessary yeah like is it necessary because like they were there to serve rex's side of like showing he'll do anything for his family and, and propping up the side of the story and it's like okay cool bad batch did their part they completed that arc and they 
like, okay, you know, move on from that. Um, that was until I guess my wife who was not a star Wars fan for the longest time and is now savvy enough to like know stuff. Uh, she pointed out to me, she was like, well, if they're bringing them back, uh, that means we'll most likely see more of echo. And just the thought of like seeing more of echo, I was like, that might be cool. Yeah. And it is going to be post clone war. So basically it's, going to pick up from where we left off with them. And I thought that was an interesting choice to even include those episodes in the arc um, because it just didn't, it was its own thing that didn't really line up at all with the next eight episodes. Um, But yeah, yeah, that's true. It really didn't. But I, I now looking back, I'm like, Oh, that was obvious. They were totally setting that up. Um, But I mean, there's a little bit of worry knowing that like there's other shows that we definitely wanted more uh, but this has clearly been in the pipeline for a while, especially if it's launching 2021. That means it probably did a lot of the stuff pre-COVID. You know, it takes a while to do. So well, I don't know. Also, I'm excited. I love Star Wars. So we have I mean. to keep in mind too, though, that the majority of the new series that they're working on are live-action series. They're not cartoons, and this is going to be the singular cartoon that Filoni is going to be focusing his attention to, on top of his other ventures in the Mandalorian and the supposed mall series we're going to get. But I have a feeling, feel me on this one. Let me see what you guys think. Um, I think that there is a great chance for the Bad Batch to kind of somewhat work into Darth Maul's storyline. I think it would be interesting to kind of see the rebels, the rebels of essentially the entire clone battalion, um, you know, kind of have their own storyline. I mean, who are they going to encounter? What is the, like, are, are we going to see Maul in this thing? Are we going to... Well, you know before we get that far, I mean, the question is, we're going to see... I think we're going to see another angle of Order 66, mm, yeah. which is really cool. We have a lot of them, but I'm excited. Um, we're going to see another angle of 66. So the question is, do they have inhibitor chips? And because well, I know they're a special breed, so do they not have them? Like, are they going to be rogue and kind of leave the Empire? Or are they going to be become stormtroopers basically you know because well, yeah because i think we that's know, interesting because we know that they're defected you know we know that they are i wouldn't necessarily say like 99 um you know where he was really really just deformed and um you know basically well, he, had a he, physical he, handicap he was more of an accident but i think he i think he was like one of the things that they were trying to like they were working on mutations and they were the the good mutations that worked out. So I think he right. was, he was an accident while they were attempting that. So that's why I think they, in honor of 99, they named clone force 99. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. I think Joel brought this up. It's just kind of like shoulder shrug. You're like, man, I'm not that excited for bad batch, but the reason I'm excited is number one, Dave Filoni is doing it. Number two, <laughs> I think that there is so many different things they could do with this series to kind of fill in some of the information we wanted. Another you know, viewing of Order 66 from a different angle. Um, what happens to Gregor and Wolf during this whole time? Why in the world did we never see them? How did they not have their inhibitor chips? Um, what exactly is all this dead space going on right after the Empire, but also before Solo? We kind of don't know. So I'm, I'm assuming the Bad Batch is going to be somewhere in there. We might even see some run-ins with Jabba the Hutt. Who knows? But I think the... the um, the potential for the storyline on this show is, you know, sky's the limit. Plo Koon is dead. I fully agree. <laughs> you know, guys, you <laughs> suck. He, you brought up like Wolf and I was just like, 
The second you said wolf, I was like, oh, here it is. I was like, he's going to bring Plo Koon into it and say that Plo Koon is alive. I wasn't going to even bring that up, but now that you said it, just to annoy you, yes, Plo Koon's alive. Oh, All right. <laughs> Joel, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, I think it'd just be interesting to see, because uh, you, you brought up the point of like whether or not they have inhibitor chips in mm-hmm. them. Um, and I feel like that uh, since Echo wasn't you know echo was in the control of the techno union for so long and they're so like weird on manipulations i feel like he wouldn't have one because i feel like they'd find it by that point if they're gonna put all these tubes in his head i feel like echoes probably would have been removed by the techno union just in routine but as far as like the bad batch i like the rest of them i don't know um i i don't see why they wouldn't because if they are especially mutated with desirable mutations you know the emperor is going to want to have control over that and so um so who knows maybe you will see the bad batch that switch kick on and they go you know start serving the empire and become like this elite kind of almost like the you know because they've already been kind of shown as like the seal team six of the clones kind of takes a new look at the bad batch name yeah so then what if now it's like Instead the of being bad the, patch. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. more like the still team six of like Jedi hunters, you know? That's Oh, that well would be said. a weird thing to then see them a hunt Jedi. That would be pretty lit. I'm going to be honest. That would be dope. Actually, <laughs> I'm going to be totally into this if they do that. And then what if echo has had his chip removed and now he's like, no, what, why are you killing all the Jedi? And they're like, it's orders. Well, and you, you bring up a good point. Hot take. Is there a hot yeah. take alarm? I would like to sound that. Wow. Well, like he brings up a good point because think about this for a second. What is one thing we've never seen in Star Wars yet? What is an element of Star Wars we've we've never seen? Honestly, kind of a black ops kind of uh, small coalition, you know, like kind of like a specialty, like a special forces kind of kind of army. We haven't seen that yet. Now, Rogue One, we probably get a sneak peek. They kind of. They kind of sent the in their, they, yeah. They, they, I mean, we got the yeah, death troopers, the, and death troopers. of course, Cassian and uh, some of his men, like K2SO, they specialize in strategic intelligence. So we kind of saw some of it. Obviously, I think the only thing in the Star Wars line that was ever mentioned in the movies was what they said about the Bothans, that somehow the Bothans were able to infiltrate the, the, the Death Star. But of course, we've never actually I seen swear that happen. Where is you mention which, a Bothan which movie? Which no one wants, by the way. Nobody no one wants it. a Bothan movie about you how they guys, stole. I, I wasn't even going to. I was just using this as an example. <laughs> Goodness gracious. What I'm saying is like, that's how the Bothans are sold, is that the Bothans are kind of like this extremely right, yeah. secretive kind of. Like they're the pro. Yeah, they're, they're like the, the pro stealth. Yeah. Uh, operation and i think rogue one was the closest we got to that but if you look at all the shows and the video games the kids are playing right now look at all the popular shows on tv i mean you think of all the popular movies that have come out in the last few years i mean you got things like john wick i mean people play modern warfare all the time Mm. um you know i mean you have you have the rookie on um you know on on amazon right now i mean these shows are hot and we've never seen that side of star wars so maybe we're going to kind of get to see some i don't know uh, some really cool um, strategic action that we've never seen on screen before. So I'm excited. I think, yeah. Uh, and you know, cause I mean, we know Dave Filoni has experience in things other than star Wars. I mean, look at what he did with avatar. He basically helped create avatar, which in my sure. opinion, other than star Wars is the greatest series ever created. 
Um, so, you know, the, what, what he brings to the table, what he can do with bad batch, as I said, sky's the limit. Yeah, he's great on like setting up characters because I know he did those first couple episodes of Airbender, but yeah, he did, uh, uh, just... and, and he did the season finales. He did the season oh, finale as well. That's why it's so good. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> and I guess another thing I was thinking about, you know, what else we haven't seen ever in Star Wars? <clears throat> What's that? Uh, a saga where Plo Koon is still alive. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> also, I would like to point out the unprofessionalism of our co-host. Um, Jonathan has his ringer on his phone oh, um, like he is disgrace well have, into his senior years i don't have my ringer on well it wasn't our ringers i heard a vibration That's i heard a vibration and, and our viewers our viewers <laughs> right that could um, have that could have actually been. Our, our our moms heard it too um, lance heard it and lance heard it from the other room so. i i actually um, think that was me dropping my pen on the laptop my apologies i think that's the thing uh, you heard it landed right on my yeah okay all right well we'll let that one slide but but yeah so i'm hearing that the bad batch could be one of the most adult iterations of star wars yet so i don't know there's a lot of rumors i i think they're gonna i mean with the kind of characters that they are i think you'd have to be like it has to be somewhat serious otherwise i think it's gonna fall flat oh yeah Um, you've got to make it so much clone we've got so much clone stuff for the past decade I think it needs to be. I think it needs to be dark. It needs. Give it me needs like to a be, TV fourteen. It needs to be like yes. twenty. It needs to be like twenty four. It needs to be like intense. Like keep me on the. And I think keep me on the going for based on the writers and stuff that they have. They have a writer I think that used to work on uh, CSI. Really, which is interesting. To me. Yeah, they used to be a writer for CSI and other writing for this. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I think it's Jennifer Corbett um was csi i'm not really sure um but the writers are the producers and writers are jennifer corbett athena portillo brad rout and josh rhymes as well as dave filoni um so i don't know it might be more geared to what you're saying 24 style i could see that in hunter the main bad batch guy he is he's got a, a jack bauer feel to him so I, I would dig that i'd be up for it i mean i'm obviously going to watch it even if it's not good oh of course see I'm gonna have to watch 24 now because you're—I've never seen it. Oh, you've seen 24? No, it's and now y'all are making like references to it, and I'm gonna be like, so. Let me tell like, you something. The, the comparisons aren't going to end, so now I'm like, crap! Yeah. I have to watch it. Now. Still the best, in my opinion, still the best action drama ever created. I still don't think there's ever been a series as as ever able to meet the intensity, the incredibly well thought out storylines, and just realism of wow this is actually probably how it does look on a day-to-day basis for some sort of special agent like like jack bauer uh and i believe september 1st the 24 cast yeah by joel said nine i think there's nine seasons uh eight of them include sorry 10 seasons i think nine of them include jack bauer the first nine so you need to uh you need to start watching and You'll see what I mean. Why I would yeah. like Filoni to make that. And that was right. another pointless oh, fact by Jonathan. So I, yeah, I I'll sh- t- no, 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 no. I'll have to check it out. No, for sure. But we're not here to talk about Twenty Four. No, you're here to listen to Star Wars stuff. The only thing we care about Twenty Four of is hours in the day, so we can watch Star Wars. So we can watch Star Wars. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Um, so yeah, what, uh, what, what's next on the agenda, Mark? Yeah. So looking at next uh, after the Bad Batch, we have a lot more to talk about there, but uh, we have almost a year to deal with that stuff. Um, 
But so we're hearing these claims that there are is actually no J.J. Abrams director cut of The Rise of Skywalker. But we thought it would be fun, even if it doesn't exist or even if it does, to think about what it would be like. What would The Rise of Skywalker director's cut look like? Um, Jonathan, you get to go first. Oh, fantastic. Well, uh, you already know my opinion on um, Rise of Skywalker. I did actually think it was the best of the three films, although I would probably say it's pretty close to being tied with Force Awakens. Um, you know, I, I obviously was not a fan of any of them, but I, I, I do think if there was a director's cut with J.J., you know, if he actually did have this secret director's cut, I think there would be two or three elements that would have been included that we didn't get to see. Um, what are those? First things first. Things first. Uh, I, 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 w- I would have to think that Lando played a bigger part in the movie. Um, I still think them bringing uh, Janna into the series kind of just didn't really fit right there, and they kind of made this weird, bizarre hint at the end that she's his daughter and actually in canon she is that is confirmed but i kind of felt like that kind of just got thrown in there and it was kind of purposeless uh there was nowhere to go with that so i feel like in jj's cut that sounds like much of episode nine yeah Hmm. no kidding I, i feel like i feel like that would have played a bigger role lando would have had a more of a starring role and less of a hey guys i'm just back for the fans um i think he would have had a bigger role um second I truthfully think, and I I will stand by this statement. I, I swear, Fitzgerald. No, <laughs> what? No. I will. I will leave this room. I I truly believe that Kylo Ren was supposed to be the one that lived. Um, I believe this for two reasons. Number one, the movie title. I I have cl- I have clung. I've I have been clinging to this theory. Um, I do not believe that the title Rise of Skywalker is about Rey. I believe it is about Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren had sworn off his identity, which I think is interesting. He swore off his identity basically as a Skywalker. Granted, he was a Solo, but he's a Skywalker by blood. He swore off the identity, um, and Rey ends up taking it on. But he swears off his identity, um, and he finally has his redemptive moment. He gets thrown into a almost bottomless hole by Palpatine and he rises from the pit and he saves Ray's life. I think he is the rise of Skywalker in the movie. If you really watch it over and over, you're, you, I actually believe the movie's about Kylo Ren. And I think in the original cut, he would have survived. Um, I think he would have actually continued the actual Skywalker saga. Um, and he would have kept the bloodline going, but they still would have just moved onto a different trilogy. But uh, so that's personally how I see it. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but those, in my opinion, would be the two director cuts that JJ would have had in there. But Killing Ray would have not gone over well with the overall agenda in Disney. Um, and obviously, I'm fine with female leads. I think that's a fantastic thing. I think Jen Erso is granted probably one of the best female leads I've ever seen. But killing a woman off would have not gone off, would have not gone over well, I don't think, uh, inside of Disney. I think there would have been a big rift. So I think Kylo had to die and Ray had to live. So I'll end on that. Hey, Bill, do you know what I really loved about that theory? 
What's that? It did not include Platoon. Why are you guys bashing on me so much, man? <laughs> Jeez Louise. I'm allowed to have thoughts and feelings, or, everyone. You know, uh, Adam, you're right. You're right. I, the real part that I didn't, that I did love was that it didn't include Bothans either. Oof. Uh, you're just, uh, you're really getting onto them now. Okay. I was going right. to leave it a plo coup, but you're just, hey, gee, yeah. what is it? You're yeah. nailing them. <laughs> All right. Joel, what do you think? Um, I actually kind of agree part of what John, which is amazing. Let it's the record shocking. show. I agree with something else uh, with John, with Jonathan, <laughs> uh, is, uh, not so much maybe that Ray or, or that Kylo was going to live or something like that, but just that the ending with, uh, Kylo was different in some capacity. Um, and the reason I mainly say this is the scene where, uh, the, like the literal, like two or three shots of like where Ben, dies um and if you watch you go back and watch those it's on disney plus so go watch it um if you watch the scene where like they've they've kissed which was a whole that's a whole nother thing right there um uh it was yeah. a friendly kiss uh now there were there was some some passion in those eyes, <laughs> like, uh, no but this when after they kiss ben kind of dies and if you watch like ray as she like leads him back onto the ground um watch like her arm and his hair uh from what i have seen it and and from kind of noticing and doing videos and editing videos that whole shot is reversed and you watch his hair his hair is like straight and like folds onto the ground and her arm like you see her weight from like leveraging onto her arm, like give out whenever she puts him on the ground. So if you get that shot and play it backwards, it looks like she's like picking him up off the ground as opposed to laying him back on the ground. So what I'm wondering is, was Kylo, was Ben going to die? And Ray then basically used the force healing thing to bring him back and then she died. But I, I agree with Jonathan into where that wouldn't fit kind of Disney's plan uh, for the trilogy as far as having a strong female lead through the film. Um, however, I think that would have probably given it more umph as far as the Rise of Skywalker portion of it, uh, seeing Ben, um, you know, go from uh, being the villain to being the good guy and then also get to live at the end of it and have the Skywalker legacy. But uh, either way, um, now see, I have, see, I see, I've tried to look at that. I haven't seen that. Maybe you can show me something different, but uh, I've tried to look at how that would be seen as like a reverse clip. And I just haven't, uh, I'll, I'll have to show it to you. And, and um, yeah, I'll have to look at it a little bit. Cause more yeah, if you watch it, it's the way she like pivots her weight and the way his hair, um, hits like the ground it just it doesn't like normal now they've done that in the past if you watch revenge of the sith in the scene where anakin is looking across coruscant to padme and she's looking back at him there's a uh he's turning um is it's from behind him and he's turning towards the camera and that shot is reversed uh because if you watch his eye the way he blinks is not natural it's like how your eye blinks kind of slower or fast and then opens up so or something like that but if you watch that his his eye the blink of his eye is not normal. And I have so, seen that movie well into the upwards of thousands of times, and I've never noticed that. Well, so now I'm going to watch it. We're going to watch that tonight. And, yeah, but I yeah. think I mean, but to me, that's just a normal. Like he was looking 
turning towards the camera versus mm. turning away so it makes more sense but yeah. i mean editors do that kind of stuff all the time so but i'm just curious maybe if the ray and kylo shot there maybe there was something else and they wanted to they had to work around it um, um with that shot but that's my first one my second one would be uh, where are all the f- jedi force ghosts yes um, yes i think everyone i've talked to has been like yeah there should have been a presence there there's been rumors that hayden christensen was actually like they filmed scenes with him um to do that kind of stuff um like with kylo or or with ray or something like that so i would have had some sort of visual presence um with that and even even like in that movie they have they didn't shy away from any prequel references in that movie i mean clearly because the emperors and and the sith are mentioned um so i think that it it wouldn't have been like oh we don't want to tie too much into it i think they would have clearly and easily done it i think they just either needed to simplify it or cut down on time or or something like that but i would have loved to see uh some jedi force ghost action they really have to do anything if we even just saw their face i would have loved that i know Um, yeah well we're with you there joel Uh, i think the whole fandom is there with you the reason i didn't mention this uh is because i don't even think jj abrams is stupid enough to not include hayden christensen and other force ghosts in the movie i I just have to believe now i could be wrong because i have certainly been wrong i have underestimated the level of what they have tried to do this series. I mean, you did but, think Flocoon All right, so. all right, and that really, man. On. All right, I, uh, all right. <laughs> but we, I have underestimated Disney. You know, on like what in the world? Like, there's no way they can do this, and that's what they did. So I could yeah. be wrong on this, but I just find it very unlikely that J.J. Abrams, being the master of fan service, would have somehow right. left that out. But once again. There was a lot of unexpected turns in that movie that none of us saw coming. So sure. you you could well, very well be right. Well, and I, I mean, yeah, exactly. JJ's a fan through and through, and just the amount of detail he put into the Force Awakens shows well in Rise of Skywalker. So that's not a question of his fandom or his attention to detail at all. But that's so that's my second. Um, and then my third was um, Ooh, we got three. I got three. Oh, I just forgot it now. Crap, what was my third one? Shoot, dang. Oh, yes, I remember now. Sorry. Um, my third one, and, and this is kind of, I'm, I'm being greedy with this one, uh, because going into this end of the movie, I was like, they have to address um, what happened to Snoke, or at least somewhat of his origins to, to some extent. And I even said, I think, to probably to both of y'all at some point, was even if it's a one single line of dialogue, that gives us something about where Snoke came from or, or origins of Snoke or whatever, I'll be happy. And that's exactly what we got was a single one line of dialogue. And, and a pickle jar. In a pickle jar. <laughs> In a pickle jar, Palpatine uh, saying, I made Snoke. You know, yeah. so I'm like, so I like, granted, it's like, okay, they met my minimum requirement. But I would have yeah. loved for them to take the time to be like, you know, um, he, I created him. He was my puppet apprentice. Just something a little bit more, even if it's the same realm of like he was made by Palpatine and uses a pawn of Palpatine. Uh, I just wish it kind of elaborated more on that. I was, I was satisfied with why they explained that the Emperor was back more because they pulled it straight from its own lore of his quote of you know the dark side of the Force's pathway to many abilities. And so when I heard that, I'm like, okay, you know that's solid. You know I can't 
That's true. I can't really argue. Way to with introduce that. it like really late, but cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But it's like, but with Snoke, it's like you had so much set up for him in Force Awakens. Didn't do a whole lot with him in Rise and the Last Jedi, except killed him. Except in killed, killed him, him off in an uh, epic way, but in a pointless way. Pointless. Um, <laughs> And and then just kind of throw him off to the side, and so I would have liked to see a little bit more of his origins, uh, up to well, like where he came from and kind of his usage. That's well said. I agree with you. And you mentioned the line, "My boy, my I'm me, Snook." I love right. that line. It was so good. But the but yeah, I, I would agree with you. I do think, man, you would have thought JJ. I, I could be wrong here again, but. I think, Joel, you'd at least agree with me that J.J. probably wanted to implement Plagueis into some way. But I don't know. I don't know if the last... I think and I would have been cool with that. I oh, would have been totally okay. I was like, yeah, I'm like, cool. I would have, you know, yeah, take it from uh, the, that's one scene in Revenge of the Sith and then have an entire separate villain that goes into the sequels and how... Because you had mentioned, I think, in, in private conversation about how he could have been like overseeing even the Galactic Civil War. And I was like, that would have, I would have been okay with that. I doubted it. But I would have been like, sure, go for it. You know, well, we kind of get the idea. We got hints in the Force Awakens that Snoke was originally supposed to be Plagueis. Now, obviously, Ryan Johnson took his own direction with what he wanted to do with the series. Um, but we got so many hints in the Force Awakens that Snoke was uh, was Plagueis. You know, they had this mysterious rise to power. Uh, even Ben Solo or Kylo Ren at the time said, he said. The Supreme, the Supreme Leader, Leader is wise. wise. It was kind of yeah. just like, okay, I can't wait for The Last Jedi. Because I, I agree with you. I think that um, in J.J.'s original cut, let's just say you give him back The Last Jedi, I think he's I think he's Plagueis, and I think it fits in perfect. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I can agree. I would have loved to have seen a J.J. trilogy. Yeah, I mean, what would what could have... Now, this is the thing, and I think you'll, you'll both agree with this. If JJ had all three, what what type of legacy would we be talking about on these last three movies than how we're talking about them right now? How would things have been different? Um, I've just always thought about that, and you know, and, and you guys bring up the director's cut. It's just like you gotta wonder what would have been different. Um, yeah. Well, and it's interesting too because sometimes like a director's cut can almost like save a film, you know, like po- uh, case in point would be uh, Batman versus Superman, you know, the, 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 and it was the studio's involvement that really butchered that film. And they just, and it was a time thing. They're like, Oh no, we can't have this. And so I the theatrics, that CGI mustache. No, that's, that's a uh, justice league. No, no, but well, like they're both movies I didn't see. So well, the, the theatrical <laughs> cut of Batman yeah. vs Superman made no sense whatsoever, and it was completely contradictory. And then they released like the three-hour R-rated director's cut, and I watched it. and I was like, oh wow, this is like actually like makes sense. This is like a decent film and with a good story. You know, like yeah, there's some things here and there, but overall, it's like you know, it made it way better. Oh yeah. So it's like if you could have something like that for one of these films, and it, it wouldn't even be a time thing to me because Disney has shown already with uh, Avengers Endgame that they'll go three hours on a movie. Yeah. Why you know? wasn't this three? And hours? so it's like if they had like a three-hour Rise of Skywalker cut, I would have been like, great, let's go for it. And, I will sit through and watch it through. And J.J. Abrams, as you guys just mentioned, J.J. is way, way too intricate with detail i think for that for for, 
if what they're saying is true, I find that hard to believe because I truly do believe there's a director's well, cut. Well, it's coming from Greg Runberg, and he plays uh, – so he's one of his – one of Abram's best friends from childhood, but he also plays um, Snap, I believe. Isn't that – I think that's Greg. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's – We got the article pulled up. Yeah, I think it's it's the guy who plays Snap Wexley um, who actually dies in episode nine. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I still find it hard to believe. I know that's probably a pretty credible source. It's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. J.J. Abrams has a track record of being terrible at finishing films. Have you seen Lost? <laughs> um, but uh, he, him throwing in the Wayfinder, calling it the Wayfinder and not the Sith Holocron, oh. that confused me. Why in the world is there some ancient Sith dagger that just so happens to be able to have this kind of protractor ruler that lines up perfectly with the ship who the heck came up with that like <laughs> really yeah yeah that that probably came up in one of those round table meetings they're like okay guys uh let's we, figure out how to yeah. get here no yeah. idea is a bad idea <laughs> yeah. hey let's uh let's what's make a, it up let's have a dagger let's but let's make it like a protractor dude that's a great idea okay gary's got a good idea who's next <laughs> yeah okay we're going with gary's okay. protractor so it wasn't well, and it, wasn't just well, me okay well and, and what's cool is like and i appreciated something like that in the rise of skywalker was the fact like they had the, the death star underwater and, and kind of visiting the ruins which uh go and if you haven't read it or seen it yet go look at the book mm. the art of the force awakens and it was all this concept art they had had like tons of concept art of like the the emperor's throne room like underwater with like the falcon flying underwater and they were gonna like go back and and get something from there and so it's like i'm glad that he got to at least take some of those ideas that they had in concept and kind of come full circle with it in a way but i but yeah i i think that there was a much bigger plan that jj had and the pre other directors didn't care and the studio it didn't fit with what kind of the studio wanted to do yeah, well, and, and all of us, I think, heard the leaks in some way, shape, or form. And Joel and, Joel and Mark know the guy I'm about to mention. You guys know my friend. He's a good friend of ours, Dylan. Dylan decided, you know what, Jonathan, I can't handle. He's like, I'm not seeing it opening night. He's like, I, I, I'm just going to read the leaks. So he read the leaks, and he's like, he came back to me, and he's like, I can't believe that it could be this bad. He's like, you can't be serious. And I was like, no, that's 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 what happened um that is that is exactly what happened he's like what's the wayfinder i was like uh you'll see so um you know it's just it, it i i just i just really get confused on you know they buy the series and they want to bring it in the new direction and i love that idea i'm like okay let's do it you know disney has all the money in the world they have all the resources at their disposal they could literally do anything they want with star wars with just some good writing, kind of like what they do with Avengers. You guys brought up Avengers. I'm not. Oh, an, yeah. I'm not an Avengers fan. I have. I, I do think they're decent oh. films, but I'm yeah, not like. Yeah. yeah, but I agree that the writing of the Avengers was excellent. Um, I wish they would have carried that over to Star Wars. Because um, because sure. to me, I just think it's inexcusable that you can't find somebody to. Uh, with all the money and the resources to find somebody who wants to actually bring Star Wars in the proper direction. Because I, I, I'm going to stand by this comment. I think The Last Jedi deterred a lot of fans. And I think that there is a lot of 
not necessarily just Ooh, confusion. Hot no, 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 not necessarily confusion, but a lot of people are kind of burned out. Um, not because of the series. The series are excellent. If Disney could make a movie like The Mandalorian, like as excellently written and sure, yeah. directed as The Mandalorian, uh, no one would have any complaints. It's just interestingly enough, the movies we thought were going to be bad, Solo and Rogue One turned out to be fantastic. I mean, especially Rogue One. Yeah. Um, the records show that from the beginning you were trashing on Rogue One. And I Solo was. From I, the beginning. I confess to that. I really legitimately Ooh. thought. Now, I have, I have other reasons on Solo, but I thought that the whole idea of Rogue One initially, or the way when we originally heard it, I thought it was ridiculous. And I was says just like. This is the guy who wants a Bothan story. Hey, 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 <sighs> hey. No, I'm just saying is that the overall idea of the movie, uh, seeing the trailers, everything, the trailers were very unconvincing. I was like, this is going to be an absolute dumpster fire. But yeah. it was the third, great, third best Star Wars movie yeah. they've ever created. Now, Solo, I was against Solo because who could replace Harrison Ford? Let's be real. I mean, he's Harrison Ford, but. Alda Ehrenreich pulled it off, um, but that's the shame of this whole thing, is I was actually going to bring up Solo, is because of that. There is a high probability, because I don't know if you guys knew this, this was just leaked uh, this last week, this is confirmed, this is true, I will send you the article, that Alden Ehrenreich, Amelia Clark, um, and Donald Glover, not sorry, not Donald Glover, uh, other main actor in the, in the Solo movie, uh, they all signed on for a series of movies. It was not just solo, um, but because, uh, we knew we knew that from the beginning, pretty much. But because of oh, see, I didn't know that. Um, but based on the ticket sales, the movie. I mean, just I mean, it, we're probably not going to get another one, and that upsets me. Um, just because it was actually yeah. a good movie and. They did bring in Maul finally in on back on like back on the physical screen, not animated. Yeah, and that was amazing. Man, like I just think about it right now is like if if they had waited one year, didn't release it right after the Last Jedi. If they had just waited another six months or maybe a year, and they had given some more time to advertisement, and they had kind of hyped us, maybe it would have done better at the box office. Sure. To this yeah, day. The, the- yeah, the crap that Solo got on sales, uh, it, that movie as a movie itself, it did deserve that because it was a good movie. Uh, not perfect by any means, but it was a solid film. So it's like, yeah, it makes me sad that it's like we might not see any more of Maul on screen mm-hmm. in bad robot legs, uh, but just because it got a lot of hate. And I don't think the order, like the, I didn't think that the movie itself deserved the hate. Ron Howard pulled off the impossible, in my opinion. How do you make a movie about Han Solo without Harrison Ford and make it believable and make it and, and make it Star Wars? He and, did it and do it and do it when they previously fired their other two directors and had to film like was it like half of it from scratch, basically? Oh, at least, at least, yeah. So it's incredible. So, I honestly think Ron Howard. Like, remember, I don't know if you knew this, Joel. I think you knew this. But he was originally tapped to direct The Phantom Menace. George Lucas asked him, yeah. but Howard, yeah. Howard declined. Um, but uh, Ironic. Ironic, I know. <laughs> and it's but, also crazy, too, that his daughter directed an epi- directed episodes of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. With, so it's like, I like how they're, it's, like in, it's in the family now. It's, it's in the family. It's really cool. 
So I don't know. I just so, going off of what Joel said, like our, our whole talk on director's cut, I really I don't necessarily think this is credible. I do think the leaks are credible, but I don't think the idea that it's going to happen is credible. Yeah, I, I, I do yeah. definitely think that they have considered trying to find a way to retcon some of the movies. I would not be surprised in the least because they know how polarizing this last trilogy was. But I find it difficult to believe that there is not a director's cut. Um, I, it's very difficult yeah. for me to believe with the information we've been given, the movie that we saw makes no sense. Mark, what is your thought? So, yeah, I'll give my, it'll be quick. Basically, for the sake of J.J. Abrams' career, I hope there's a director's cut. No and kidding. it is better than the dumpster sludge that we got. Um, Says the guy who likes the last show. I like the majority. <laughs> ah, man, I did not enjoy that movie, um, Rise of Skywalker. I wanted to so bad. I went in so hyped. Um, yeah, Which I, I would think have, that was your first promo, right? Maybe there, you went in so hyped. But I, I would have changed a lot. Yikes! I might have changed most of the movie. I, I think the only thing would there have been any resemblance? To yeah, the I'm trying movie. Trying to think of what this movie would look Ray like. would have been in it, and Finn would have been in it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, still wouldn't have had Rose in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, one of the big things for me was Emperor Palpatine. Uh, Obviously, we were so stoked to have him back. And they did him wrong. They did him dirty. Up in the first thirty seconds of the movie, and I'm like, oh, that was a letdown because you're already here. I wanted like be suspend. Yeah, I wanted to be suspending my belief. Like, oh my gosh, when's he coming? And he showed up, and I was like, okay, well that's cool. Like that was so great. And then he finally gets his power back at the end of the movie and Ray Iron Man's him with the stupid line of I'm all the Jedi and uh, pulls out a second lightsaber. Like, Can you do that one more time for me, please? Okay. <laughs> pulls out a second lightsaber and then he just gets electrocuted with his own force lighting back. Just just turn it off, dude. Like, God, it's... He, uh, like, well, it, Mark, you can't. It was unlimited power. Right. Right. That's, yep. Yeah, that's checked out. No, Mark. I didn't, I'm Mark, and I have to mm. I have to apologize to you. You told me in the movie theaters that, dude, I just am sorry. I can't get into it. I, on my first two viewings, you and me all saw it in theaters. We saw it twice, if you recall. Um, I do. I Very nice meeting. had a lot of adrenaline going in, and I was just like, Mark, I don't see what you're seeing. Well, I just watched it two mm. weeks ago here on Disney Plus. And I have to tell you, now that it is worn off, this is the test of a good Star Wars movie, by the way. You guys feel free to watch ability. Yeah, yeah. Watchability. Can you continue to watch it and it still be good and nothing change? Let me tell you, I rewatched that movie and Mark, everything that you just talked about absolutely made me cringe. That line with Ray at the end, yeah. I am all the Jedi, the way that they did it. I am just th- I was thinking to myself, I was like my gosh, I expect this from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the cartoon series, or um, it might have worked in Clone Wars, just being cartoon. But and I love Ray. I think Ray's an awesome character, but that was just well. Oh, and man. they made like, it works with Iron Man just because he is the way that he is. But with Ray, it was like no. And they made Palpatine, be and he wasn't even technically Palpatine. He was, but he wasn't. But he was. I mean, he was a clone, yeah. and yeah. they just kind of backtracked. I think on a lot of things. So, I, and now, I want your guys' opinion on this. Yes or no? Just a yes or no. Was Emperor Palpatine used 
to get the fans back into the series? Yes or no? Was he a plot? Was he a prop? Um, yes. Y- yes. Asterisk, uh, by, because uh, by necessity, I think they, they just kind of had to, I mean, you killed crap. off your main villain. You gotta have someone to, and Kylo wasn't compelling enough to carry the story on his own. Um, at least as a villain, he wasn't compelling enough as a character. He was great, but as like a, the main fat bad guy, no. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, they had to have yeah. some sort of bigger force other, you know, other than Kylo. Cause I agree. I a hundred percent agree. And well, the explanation they gave on how Snoke rose to power and actually in Canon doesn't know that Palpatine created him or knows how he rose to power with the influence of Palpatine is stunning to me. Um, oh, that's interesting. I'll, I'll, oh, you got to yeah, read it. Yeah, that. I want to check that out. But so the last point for me, um, I mean, the Force Ghost, that was huge. Like, my gosh, we needed Force Ghosts. I Whenever you hear, hey, kid, you know, on the after the fight with Rey and almost kills Kylo and heals him, I love you that hear, scene, by the way. That was awesome. hey, kid, every time, the first time I heard it, I was sure. And every time after it, I'm still sure. That's Hayden Christensen. I That's agree. Anakin Skywalker. All of us agree. Talking to his grandson. And then somehow, J.J. disappointed me by showing me Harrison Ford and Han Solo. Like, that shouldn't disappoint me, but it did. And I was like, ah. Oh. Like, literally, I was let down. I was, ugh. Yeah, and then no, not having Force Ghosts at the end. There's there's an edit that puts them yeah, in that. Yeah, it was oh, just so good. If that had been in the movie, I would have walked out of that movie ecstatic yeah but only hearing hayden christensen's voice in like two seconds was not enough for me i yeah. needed i needed full connection to the prickles which we, we did needed get. a revenge yeah. we needed a return of the jedi finish we really did yes oh my gosh why could we not have but, okay but here's the deal you know if people had done that they would have complained oh the movie they already got like, like a 50 people, people complain about the force awakens being too similar to uh, a new hope you know that jonathan being one the of them oh, no, no. i don't think it's like new hope at all i disagree with the narrative that it's like a new hope that is not why i do i like force awakens i felt that the pacing was off i felt that the no, no no i'm not saying no, no i'm yeah. not saying you in particular oh but i'm saying like as a whole like on the internet everyone's like oh they copied the plot and you know they would have said that the force that the was it the rise of skywalker was copying return of the jedi i still would have been like, happy well they already they copied like, oh they already copied Return of the Jedi. That's the problem. The celebration that at the end, everyone's celebrating, kissing, dancing. I mean, they pretty much did it, but without the music and not on Endor. I mean, they already did it. Right. But and no one, no one cared. The issue is that literally the center point, the purpose, the I mean, the plot, the absolute idea of Star Wars is Anakin Skywalker, and he didn't yep. even get anything and yeah but i don't understand that without bringing back anakin freaking skywalker and that is where i will leave it no but yeah. i was so let me finish this though i was trying to finish oh, that thought no on return like speaking of return of the jedi um as i was saying is um you know that you know they should have done that because i don't think there would have been a complaint i think it would have been a very it would have been a very um how to say this peaceful and fitting end to the series even if they butchered the movie which they did um but uh but yeah so anyway i i I know mark you claimed that i already said that 
Force Awakens mirrored A New Hope, and I didn't like that. I don't think it mirrored A New Hope at all. Um, I, I really don't. I think that the pacing was bad. I don't feel like the scenes meshed together. A lot of things just didn't jive. It just felt very choppy. Um, and no, I, I so I would have been totally fine, actually, with them finishing the series in a way to where, you know, we actually get to see Anakin Skywalker. The whole reason this series exists. He's the greatest hero and the greatest villain. We could finally get to see him come to the fitting end and conclusion of the series of which he is the star. And it is about him from the Phantom Menace all the way to the end. Everything that has been done is because of Anakin Skywalker, the good and the bad. And you can't even give the guy a three-second cameo appearance. I and What do we get? We get his lightsaber buried in the dirt in the, in sand. the sand of all places <laughs> you know what, what? you'll see tragedy. the memes about that oh yes. my gosh oh i know anakin freaking out because they buried his lightsaber in sand i know yeah. <laughs> but i honestly like, man honestly the greatest the, the, the greatest thing they could do now is you know let's just say ryan johnson keeps his trilogy please god help us um if he keeps his trilogy i hope broom boy finds that lightsaber like I'm dead serious. <laughs> Word boy, much fear into that skid, right? No, uh, I guess my last on this topic, and then I'm sure we need to move on because we've been talking about this one for gosh, like 30 minutes. But uh, all, all this to say, it's like you know, yeah, like I'll, I can treat, critique this stuff because I love this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like even though yeah, these three films like weren't everything i like would have hoped them to be still gonna watch them 100 times. i'm still yeah i watched the rise of skywalker the other day like uh, like last week and i was just like you know it's not perfect but i still enjoy the heck out of it and i love them i love that they exist and that just the fact that it's star wars. it's still going and, like it's star, it's star wars and they're yeah what a time to be alive some are better than the others but it's like the fact that they're star wars i'll always have like love them to a point regardless so yeah even the last year well spoken from yep. mr sage well, guys, uh, we ran a little bit long here with this segment, so I think we're going to have to postpone our uh, chronological or original release order uh, of viewing Star Wars for the first time. I don't think that'll um, be a long debate, though. I think that's a 10 to 15 minute conversation. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I, I disagree, but I think that gives us a great opportunity to let Joel back on the show. Um, I can already tell uh, he meshes well with us and uh, he he actually holds me in check a little bit whenever I start to mock Jonathan a little too much. I try to reel you in so you don't roast him too bad. Yes. That's literally been kind of like an inside joke of the, you know, 12 people that watch our show. The 12 people that watch our show, like everybody who knows, they're just like, Jonathan, sometimes this isn't Star Wars. This is just like, you're getting bashed like Jar Jar got bashed. (laughs) I'm just like, I know, man. It's just like, Hey, let's see how ridiculous we can make Jonathan look today. <laughs> to be fair, Jaybeck, you um, consistently uh, go out of order with stuff, and you just will hop on a subject, and you'll just. I mean, we did get on twenty four. So. Barrel down that road, and then you gave a synopsis of twenty four. It's the best drama that has, has ever been on TV. I like you gave like a critic accent. <laughs> I sound like a drunk Richard. I feel like he's got like a glass of wine and a typewriter in front of him (laughs) in a dimly lit room. (laughs) Like one of the like 
Chapter one, 24, <laughs> hour one. Oh, man. And then I'm just, then that's when I'm just like, all right, I got to roast him, get him back on the <laughs> But no, I think we should have Joel on again. It'd be great. Um, It'd be a pleasure. Let me give, I'll give you guys this. Give me a one sentence summary or phrase uh, of how you think someone should view the Star Wars um, series for the first time. And then we will debate that next time. Uh, let's start with Joel. Oh, go with me. Okay. Yes, first. Uh, a one sentence, like, I guess, synopsis of my argument. Yes. Or? Okay. Uh, I say my, my argument is purely um, chronological, uh, which would mean, and I mean, like, num- numeric chronological. Let him finish. I, I mean, like, I'd episode one through. <laughs> that was the- you can feel, like, the, the tension in there behind him. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, like, episode one through episode nine including like rogue one and solo in their proper timelines so i guess timeline of events in the films through and because no one everyone already knows the biggest reveal in episode five and people who have never seen it just need to know the story spoiler alert uh oh, darth vader say it. You're gonna say is anakin skywalker oh my gosh really but if they didn't know that, why are they listening to this podcast anyway? Because it's our moms because. and they care about us. <laughs> and Lance. <laughs> Sorry, Lance. I know you haven't gotten there yet. He's only in episode two. So. Is that it, Joel? Yeah, that's all I got. Okay, Jonathan. So I, in ways, agree with Joel. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a traditionalist in the sense that... Okay. Well, this is way more than one sentence, bro. He, Remember he, the rule. He took way I more than one sentence. I had like... I had like three, so to be fair. No, so I I think it definitely depends on the age of the viewer. I do think in some cases, what Joel just said, I would agree with him. Like for the younger kids who maybe can't appreciate the OT, one, two, starting with one, I think is acceptable, although it does ruin the big reveal. Um, I'm still a proponent of four, five, six, one, two, three, um, and just pretend seven and eight and nine don't exist. Um, but uh, so yeah, four, five, six, one, two, three. Um, yeah, and then obviously if we want to put the if we want to put the standalones in there, you should only watch Rogue One after seeing all of them so that you can appreciate the film more. Um, so, so yeah, I, I I'm a four, five, six, one, two, three guy, and I know that we can debate that next time. But I have yeah. I have reasons for that. But I in, in cases I would agree with Joel. I don't think that that's wrong. I what's the other one called though? What's the one called where everyone oh, watches? Like when they watch, There's like so you watch four, and then you watch one, two, three, like, and then six, like seven. Two, yeah, I'm like it's the what slash. Or I don't even a, know, but we'll have to talk about. We'll have to look at it and let's yeah. read it on the next one and like dissect that because I know exactly what you're talking about, and yeah. that makes no sense. Whoever whoever came up with sense. that idea, whoever came up with that idea, should be connected to the back of Sebulba's pod racer <laughs> and dragged across Boonta Eve to their death that's all wow. i have to say <laughs> pretty harsh yeah dang i thought you're gonna say I, something like fed to the sarlacc pit but dang that's even or hard. that so it, it's called machete um and I'll, I'll summarize it because i actually think this is a pretty cool way to watch it maybe not for the first time um but machete order is pretty interesting um there's actually a ton now there's like five different ones so the oh. machete order is four five two three six seven eight nine and the reason for to do four five two three um is to show you luke and then show you the reveal 
of you know Anakin and Darth Vader and Luke and how that all worked, and then going back to episodes two and three, so you can see the relationship between Obi Wan and Anakin be built. Um, so it actually it really is a cool way to watch it. I think if you're a an avid fan, that's a great way. But we can talk about that we'll more next week. Next time, yeah. yeah, and I think we can me. talk about actually all five of these. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot on. Yeah, I'm seeing the article you got so pulled up. It's a lot. Quickly, it's there's episode order, which is one through nine. There is the Rogue One order. Rogue One, four, five, one, two, three, seven, eight, and then I guess nine. Dear God. Time, time machine. Four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, wow. seven, eight, nine. Yes, that's four, five, six twice. Um, theatrical release, which is the way Jonathan uh, recommended, and then Machete, which I just explained. So we'll yeah. talk about that next week. I'm actually really interested now. To yeah, I'm, yeah, I never heard about some of those the other time ones. machine ones. Seems I'm funny. like, what the heck? Yeah. So with that being said, guys, I think we're going we're gonna to close this one off for the night and for the week. Uh, we have loved getting back at it and then having Joel with us. Um, yeah. Joel, are you going to plug anything today? Are you going to um, just make a fool of yourself right now and uh, put yourself out there? I'm not pl- – I guess plug. I mean – you can find Joel. Uh, you can find where? my YouTube channel. It's Joel Sage, which I mostly just do wedding videos and other productions. And you can find my production work at uh, on Facebook, the Joel Sage, uh, and also on Instagram um, at the Joel Sage. I try to take some cool pictures and share them and make videos for people. Uh, and I'm also a avid Star Wars fan, so if you're into that, hit me up. Yes. All right, guys, you heard it here. Uh, lots of fun this week, lots of jibber jabber and some cool uh, Jar Jar impersonations playing with some uh, action cool, figures. Yeah, we actually walked in on him holding Padme and Anakin and like acting that out. It was pretty awkward, uh, but we'll let him finish that out here in just a minute. Uh, so anyway, from all of us here at the Coruscant Courier, Mark, Jonathan and Joel. May the force be with you and have a great night. And remember now this is podcasting. Goodbye, boyos. No! You're with him! You brought some here to kill me! No, Anakin! Let her go, Anakin! Anakin, let her go! You turned her against me! You've done that yourself! You will not take her from me! Your anger and your lust for power has already done that! You've allowed this uh, this dark lord to twist in your mind until now, until now you've become the very thing you so swore to destroy. Don't lecture me, Obi-Wan. I see through the lies of the Jedi. I do not fear the dark side as you do. I have brought peace and freedom and justice and security to my new empire. You're so new empire. Don't make me so killing you. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to the democracy. If you're so not with me, then you're so my enemy. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I will do what I must. You so will try. Yeah! <laughs>